welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Libraries Turn the Page podcast. This is Jessica. I am your host today, and I'm really excited uh, for this book because aside from the fact that I got sucked into TikTok around the same time everybody else did, um, I am a really big fan of any story involving villains and their lives post hanging out on the throne and doing their villain stuff. Uh, So when this one came across um, my desk, I was like, yes, we're doing this. Uh, So actually, I'm just going to um, invite our guest to tell us who she is and about Assistant to the Villain, which started off as a TikTok series. Am I right? That came first? Yes, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the series started about two years ago. Um, I started making it just like everybody else, like during the pandemic, downloaded TikTok. I fell in love with TikTok and I started doing skits. Eventually they evolved into doing the personal, the villain's personal assistant skits. And then from there, I sort of like started like working with these characters and the storyline. And then the story was really born from, from the skits that everybody got to watch back two years ago. And still now I do them still. So first, yeah, tell and- us what, what your name is. Oh, my name is <laughs> Hannah Nicole Mayer. <laughs> I guess that's important, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, my name is Hannah Nicole Mayer. It's funny. I always, li- I always like, um, I always like to uh, invite our guests to introduce to introduce themselves. But yes, Hannah Nicole Mayer, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank to, you so to much. Libraries from the Page podcast. So yeah, they are super, super fun skits. Um, and I love that you, not only did you build a book around it but it's such a good book and I fell in love with the characters I fell in love with Evie she is such a relatable character and I really as you might imagine I absolutely loved the villain I am always the type of person who like my favorite characters are always kind of like the morally gray characters or just like sometimes like the comically ridiculous bad guys, like back in the day, He-Man, I was like, Skeletor is awesome. I don't know why, but that whiny little guy just like is totally my favorite character. Uh, so, you know, I I fell even more in love with the villain in this story. And I don't want to talk, I, I don't want to give anything away about, about him, but he was super, super good as a character and Evie's whole situation was good as well um so how did you kind of begin sort of like bringing to life the um the TikTok series to a book like was were were the characters sort of just building themselves in your mind while you were playing them yeah yeah I think that's why I had such an easy time at the beginning like writing it all down and getting the story out because I felt like I had been mapping out the story in my head and through the skits for like months so I feel like these characters were like already starting to form I had been imagining for like ever how they would respond because when I do the skits it's just me um the villain's there too but (laughs) on the other side of the camera and it's just me so I I you only get Evie's perspective really in the skits and you kind of imagine what the villain's saying but all the while I'm like oh this is how he would respond this is what he's thinking right now 
this is what's happening behind the scenes. So sitting down to write the book was really awesome because it was like finally all of the stuff I had planned out in my head, I was able to like finally put it on paper, which was really amazing. So yeah, the skits really acted almost like a outline of sorts. Um, the book doesn't follow exactly the same plot line as the skits, but an outline in the sense of like who the characters are, what this world looks like, how they speak to one another. Um, I, I I really was really happy to have that already in my head. And yeah, that's kind of how it happened. So the different characters who work for the villain, first of all, um, uh, Evie and the villain have like this ridiculous meet cute in the very beginning of the story which again is like another thing it's um there's definitely kind of like a little bit of a romance story there too uh and it took some really fun twists and turns and like a lot of stuff i just was not expecting to happen but uh, so the villain employs evie but also employs a few other characters um and you know, again, it was it was sort of fun to kind of picture her in this world, you know, where they worked together, uh, interacting. So there's Evie, there's the healer, Tatiana. Um, and then would you like to talk about a few of the other characters? Yeah, I, I the, the core cast is like one of my favorite parts of the book, because I love the found family trope. So I love characters that are like, different in a bunch of ways kind of coming together and like bonding and, and sort of forming like a little family like a little bit of like a, a friend group situation um yeah so at blade was is like one of my favorite characters ever i just i love him he's, Same. <laughs> he's he's super funny like evie like he's comedic relief but he's got uh, like a lot more to him than that and he's just genuinely a really good and loyal friend and he really cares about people he really cares about animals um, I also love Tatiana is like my favorite person ever. <laughs> I just like, and I feel like you can tell in my writing, like how I favor her. I just really, really enjoy her as a character. I love like how feminine she is, but she's also smart and she's also witty and she's also super loyal um, and just like a good friend. And she's also like a really well-rounded person in my mind. And I think as a character, so I love Tatiana. She's not afraid to stand up when she needs to and that's one of my favorite things about her and then Becky obviously Becky is <laughs> Becky in the skits was like almost like an antagonist for Evie where they they butt heads a lot and I think one of the reasons they butt heads so much is because they're such opposites um I love Becky so much though because so many of my friends are like my opposite where they are a little I'm very chaotic and I'm not super organized all of the time and Becky's kind of like the antithesis of that she loves order she's a perfectionist she wants everything in its place and then in comes this girl that like is messing with everything messing with her systems so they kind of antagonize each other um but I also love I love watching female friendships start off with like almost an animosity and then you watch them grow into like really really close like ride or die best friends. I think I was talking to someone the other day about them and somebody was like, it sounds like they're like Elle and Vivian from Legally Blonde. And I was like, that's literally exactly, exactly how I picture them. And I, I just love all the characters dynamics together. I think them as a group is just a lot of fun for me to write. Yeah, they were a lot of fun to read. And, um, you know, it was, it was fun 
sort of to watch the evolution of Evie and um, Becky's relationship because, yeah, she does definitely seem like, you know, it's not even like the antagonist. It's more, again, it's that one person you work with who like is going to catch all of your mistakes, who you're, that's the person, if you're walking around with your coffee, you're going to spill your coffee all over yourself in front of. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And it's just like, no matter what, like that person, you're always like, oh, she's rolling her eyes in back of me. And really she's rolling her eyes in front of you. But that doesn't mean that a friendship can't sort of um, evolve between that and I did I did really love their interactions um yeah I'm I'm also a big fan of the found family uh trope it's been done so well especially recently and um you know once again to kind of go back to like the the days when you know we all started interacting a lot more over like TikTok and things like that and book talk really blew up I think that we did kind of find new families that way because a lot of us, we were so separate and we kind of needed to find new ways to reach out. And I know that, um, you know, a lot of us kind of formed either pods of people that we hung out with, you know, that we kind of like quarantined with or, you know, knew we're safe or we, you know, over Zoom even, you know, like we had Zoom game nights a lot and people who maybe I spoke to twice a year suddenly became really close because, you know, family was not near and you needed to reach out somehow. So uh, I I feel like even more now than ever, I feel like it's all something we're craving. And it was done so well here um, with such a, with again, like such a fun backdrop. I I love that, um, you know, I've seen the um, background boss, you know, the ins and the outs of the villain um, world done in different ways. I've seen um, the sci-fi aspect of it that was done. I don't know if you read Hench, which was a really fun book. Um, I heard, I, I have heard of it. I haven't read it, but I've heard it's amazing. It is super, super fun, but that's more like a sci-fi. It's It almost reminds me a little bit of The Boys, um, but, you know, again, this was like uh, somebody who tempted for different bad guys and things uh, things happened and then um you know of course like I'm a big fan of Venture Brothers and all of that uh, again you know the tick where it's like superheroes and supervillains they kind of pass each other in the office but I love the idea of these people who work behind the scenes because that's who sort of supports them and um in this particular case what I really liked was that the villain wasn't like as much as I adore this trope, the villain wasn't this incompetent fool that was, you know, just kind of bumbling around while everybody basically cleaned up his messes. He was a really well written character. Well, thank you so much. I do. I love him. I just think he's he's very like contradictory to himself, which I think is a lot of fun for me to write. Because one minute he'll be saying, like, I hate everything. I hate the world. The world should burn. And then the next second he's, like, trying not to laugh at something ridiculous somebody said. And he's like, don't feel humor. You're going to ruin your vibe. Um, yeah, he's he's super fun as a character. And I love characters that are very dry with their humor. I love dry humor. It's, like, my favorite. I also love tongue-in-cheek humor, like, sarcastic humor. Like, it, it's all my favorite. So I really liked the idea of a character that's, like, 
super dry, super stoic to the point where you're like, I can't tell if you're kidding. Are you kidding? Or do you mean what you're saying <laughs> or not? Especially with his, like the versions of, of extremes in this book where like, he could be like, oh, hey, yeah, I spent all morning like torturing this guy. It was really, it was rough. And you're like, I don't know if you're being, are you being serious? Like, what, are you joking? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> um, yeah, and I also love the idea of a character like him who is so stoic and who does tend to like isolate himself from other people being thrown into a group of people that are just absolute chaos, like absolute mayhem is happening and he's just like oh okay here I am I'm just gonna try to get through this the best way I can uh yeah I loved I loved writing him he was just he's definitely one of my favorite characters I've ever written for sure when you started doing the skits did you know his backstory or did it sort of come to you I'm, I'm a big fan of um of just kind of like figuring out how people's characters come together and that is Definitely one thing that I wanted to know, because, you know, as I said, you know, watching the skits and as you said, you know, you know, he's there, he's in the background, but he had a really good backstory. So like, Thank was that you. sort of in the back of your mind while you were doing the skits? Yes and no. So like when I posted the first episode, there wasn't a whole lot of backstory built yet for any of the characters. I mean, none of the Becky was just like a name I yelled out in the first episode, I was like, Becky, you're in HR, what do you know? Like I said that in the first episode, not knowing that like Becky would be like a constant and same thing with Blade, like Blade was really a tool early on to like make the villain jealous as like a bit. And then I was like, no, but Blade and Evie are best friends now and this is where he lives. So I think as soon as like they entered like my brain, I started building in my head. None of it was like written down at that point, but I, I was starting to like, build his backstory and without spoiling anything there were things about his backstory that I reveal in the book that I knew like very early on into doing the skits um I would say honestly maybe around like 10 episodes I had like maybe it was like two weeks into doing the skits that I started like really thinking about okay well this is what their lives are like this was what their childhoods were like and I started like some of the skits, if you go back, you can see some of the story in the skits that is in the book, which I think is fun because you definitely don't need to watch the skits to read the book. It's a totally stand on its own thing. But it is there is a lot of like little salutes to the to the series in there, like characters you see in the skits just for like brief time are like in the books and are like fully developed, which is cool. So are you going to, I mean, would you do another one in this world? Are you possibly going to do a follow-up? Yes, so this is this is the first in a series. So uh, there's book two. I'm actually just about to start working on book two. It's completely outlined. I know exactly everything that I want going into it. I just need to sit down and start typing. So absolutely, I love these characters like far too much. And I think when I sat down to write the first book and I was like trying to like map out exactly how the book would go, I was like, there's just no way I can do just one with these characters because... I'm so fond of them and I I don't know I feel like uh, when I started doing the skits I was uh, I was in kind of a low place mentally I think mental health has its lifts and lows and I was out during the beginning part of it I was hitting kind of a low point and it was really a really nice way for me to get out of my head for a little bit it was not just like writing the characters but like making the skits and interacting with everybody about the world and the comments and like laughing about the characters with everybody in the comments section. So I have such an attachment to these characters and the story that like, 
I'm so excited to sit down and be with them again in writing book two. Like, I can't wait. And I've done a couple of videos where I, I like talk to them as me, where I'm like talking with my characters. And like, I love those videos. Cause I'm like, this is what I would say to them. Like, this is how I would talk to them if they were right in front of me. So yeah, I'm excited to continue on into uh, the next book um, with our characters. Cause I just love them. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to hear that too. And I was, I was thinking that that was definitely the direction, um, you know, you were going to go. I think it's also, I, I just kind of want to like, I'm curious, you know, starting off, um, you know, discovering book talk and then sort of coming back around in a completely um, different way, releasing this book. How does, how is that? Like, how does that feel? Is it really surreal? Yes, it is. I think it's being an author has been like a dream since I was really, really little. I remember like storytelling was something I always wanted to do. I love telling stories. Um, I love like when I would watch something as a kid that made me feel so like so much, I, I would always think I want to make something that makes people feel the way that this made me feel. Um, so I've, you know, always been into telling stories and I've always been writing. And honestly, it was one of those things where I was like, I want to do this. I want it. So I, I want to publish a book so bad someday. And the fact that it's like happening is like every day I wake up and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and I, my, my one friend was like, you like, you have it all together. And I was like, I have nothing together. I have no idea what's going on half the time. I am just like flying by the seat of my pants. I feel so privileged and lucky to be, to be able to do this. Um, it's, it's, I'm very, very fortunate. And I, every day wake up and I try to like show gratitude to the universe and like everything else for like all these opportunities and, uh, and, and like the book, it's a, it's a literal dream come true. And my family knows I used to stand on our fireplace when I was little, like it was the stage <laughs> and I would like recite stories that like bedtime stories to everybody. And my mom was like, over the mood, my whole family's so excited. So yeah, it's it's super surreal. It's very exciting. Um, yeah, I can't believe it. I'm starting to see people like open book boxes on my for you page of like my book, and I'm like, oh my god, that's my book, and it's it's right there. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> so exciting! Thank you so much. This was super super fun. Uh, before we go, um, and again, like I said, like I just I don't want to really go too deep into what happens because there are some really fun things and like the plot is fun and it's fresh and it feels very uh, refreshing to read um it's Glad. just too much fun not in the bad way so who are some of your favorite morally gray characters uh tv oh. book or otherwise oh my gosh and this is this is definitely gonna be like if i say this everyone's gonna be like yep i'm seeing the first <laughs> like i get it um, one of my, so I think my first introduction to more like great characters was, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, actually. It was Zuko, was, like, my first yes. really gray, like, redemption arc story where, like, you start off, like, I mean, I remember watching it with my little brother and being, like, he's the worst, like, in the first season. And then when he just gave, like, a hint of maybe, like, doing something good, I was, like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold the phone, <laughs> like wait and then that was kind of my introduction to it so definitely Zuko was one of my 
original favorite. Zuko, Zuko really like set the bar for redemption stories. And I actually had a conversation really with somebody about this recently, how like you kind of look now, like when we're watching certain things and uh, my husband and I watched Shiro, which we loved, but like, we just were like, could not a hundred percent buy into Catra's redemption story because it just seemed very like very quick. And like right. some people are like, no, it was there from the beginning. And we're just like, no, she was pretty awful until that very last second. And, you know, then you're like, well, you bring up Zuko. And then they're like, well, you can't compare everybody to Zuko. And you're like, well. It's like so hard not, not to. <laughs> because they really did. It felt so intentional because you could see the seeds of it. Like, okay, maybe he wasn't like he was put in a bad circumstance. And when given a chance to redeem himself, he did. So I, I love Zuko. I think I watched a lot of Once Upon a Time as well growing up. One of my favorite shows ever. I still rewatch it all the time. Captain Hook was like life-changing for me. <laughs> I like loved that character. I loved like his evolution. He had a bit of a redemption arc as well, but he kind of kept that morally gray situation going. So yeah, Zuko was definitely my first experience. Captain Hook from Once Upon a Time really solidified <laughs> It for me regina mills as well like uh, the evil queen like she she was everything to me and i was like rooting for her for most of the show i feel like even at the beginning when they were trying to paint her as this horrible person i was like no but there's there's something going on and i like wanted to humanize her so badly because i was like i just want to love her because she's so cool and then she ended up having like this amazing story arc um yeah so those two vampire diaries i feel like is the queen of morally gray characters that you love despite them doing terrible things sometimes. Um, so Klaus Michelson from Vampire Diaries is definitely a big morally gray character for me. I think those are like my top ones. I have so many, but those are the ones that come to mind first. I think that those are all really good. And I would have to agree with you on every single one of them. Uh, you know, it's, it's so, it's so much fun. Like, when you watch a character and uh, having been an anime fan for a while too, you know, there's always those characters that start off as an antagonist and you're like, Oh, them. And then like, by the end, you're like, yes, I love you. Please come back and do like a solo series about just you. And that's kind of how I felt reading um, your villain character. I love that. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, that's such a compliment because that's how I feel like watching those characters. So I'm so glad that translated into something I made. That's awesome. <laughs> so when can we expect this book? So in the U.S. it comes out August 29th. Um, I believe uh, in the U.K. and Australia, I'm almost certain it comes out uh, September 14th. Um, yes, so in the U.S. It, we have the August 29th release. Um, there is the red sprayed edges are all part of the first print run. So as soon as they're gone, the red sprayed edges won't be a thing anymore. So if we want red sprayed edges, jump on it right away. If not, don't worry about it. <laughs> I just always feel like I should say it because they're only going to be for a limited time. But it's, yeah, so exciting. I'm like over the moon. Well, I'm going to have to jump on that now because um, I do not have a printed arc of it. I have a digital arc and... 
you know, all you have to do is tell me collector's item book. And I'm like, mm, yeah, doing it. Uh, thank you so much, Hannah Nicole Marcy. Now I'm going to sign you out. <laughs> thank you so much because I, I might not remember, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, this was Jessica with Syosset Libraries Turn the Page podcast. And um, our guest was Hannah Nicole Mayer. And we're going to see you um, in November for a virtual BYOB with Syosset Library. So keep your eye out. Uh, Syosset Libraries Turn the Page. Um, is it Twitter or X? I don't even know anymore um social medias uh and um you will get uh, more information as to how you may attend and you may bring your favorite beverage alcoholic or otherwise uh being on the clock i cannot drink an alcoholic drink but i will be there with you in spirit and hannah you're welcome to <laughs> <laughs> i'll bring one maybe i was like maybe i'll make i'm gonna make a villain I'm already planning the villain cocktail. So awesome. <laughs> Excellent. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you once again. And we are going to close this chapter of Turn the Page. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.